Till Death Do Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is... My name is John. Hey, John. How's it going? Oh, it's going. You know, just preparing for Dex. Season 9. Oh, yeah, baby. Season 9? Season 9? Season 9? But yes, that is what we're doing here. We are a married couple, and we love to watch TV and talk about it. Yeah, so we, we are re-watching Dexter in preparation for season nine, and we just watched which episode? Oh, it's episode seven, May. Oh, yeah? Of what season? I think of four. Oh, my God. What is this one called? Selectide. Ooh. Mm, Selectide. Nice, peaceful Selectide. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> nice, peaceful Selectide. That's right. <laughs> well, let's dive on in. To the slack tide. We have some super fun. This is the boat episode. Oh, yeah. There's lots of boat action. If you uh, love boating. Ooh, you know me. Sailing. This is the episode for you because we start off on boat time, fun time. The whole family is on the boat. And when I say whole family, even Deborah. Even Deb. She's reading a book. Oh, and it looks so nice. It, lo- it does look nice. Oh, it's, my God. Yes. I want to do that so bad. It looks so nice. Dex gets a dead body call, and as they're leaving, Rita drops that Deb is moving into Dexter's old place again. Yeah, so that, that'll be nice. Again, yes. Again. <laughs> but she's actually doing it. Deb in Dexter's old apartment. So Dex gets to the crime scene, which looks like a stone's throw away from Jimenez's cabin. Yeah, right? I'm pretty certain it was the same spot, and maybe they rebuilt something else. I don't know. And they used the same alligator. Yeah, honestly, like, it (laughs) just looked like this was a season two deleted scene. Yeah, right. But someone is feeding people to alligators, which, again, I've never felt that was an appropriate disposal. No. It feels crazy. Why would you do that? That's just, it's, and then it just leaves with a body in them that's connected to you. Right? Because, like, in this case right here, the alligator goes onto a dude's lawn. Yeah. And then the dude kills the alligator. The one time I've ever <laughs> seen an alligator kill go the way it was supposed to be done. Uh-huh. It was an American dad when Stan takes uh, someone in the show, uh-huh. throws him to some alligators, yeah. shoots the alligator, and then turns him into, like, a leather purse and leather jacket. And, and boots, too. And boots, Okay. Now, it doesn't work in that scenario. No, because but you it's can a cartoon. See, you can see the logic. You can see the, yes. the, the structure of how that plan could have worked. A thousand percent. And it's not like this. If you had done that, you wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> uh, but yes, someone's feeding people to alligators. Uh, Dex gets home, and everybody needs a dad. Arr, I ah. need a dad. Dad, you need to help me put up shelves, and you got to help me over here. and Help me with homework. And, and then we also have a baby, so probably something there. Yeah. Uh, Christine called wanting to do that hero piece on Deb, which is weird because Quinn was pretty like, don't. She's my partner. Don't. Yeah. So it's kind of surprising that she's still going for it. Yeah. So weird that she's still not listening. Elliot Forehead is um, across the way arguing with his girlfriend in the other house. And Dex and Rita, uh, while talking about that, talk about how they've been killing it with therapy. Yeah. So hooray. Things are getting better. They're good. They're communicating because it's key. Yes, it is key. Dex needs family advice, so he stages a run-in with Arthur at the store. Oh, yes, he does. Where he's like, my kids, how do I do my kids? How do I be a father? 
And Trinity is like, look, Jonah is at ROTC mm. and he has football practice. Rebecca has ballet and college level science classes. And he tells Dex it's good to push your kids out into the world and encourage their outside interests. And you know what? That is some really good parental advice. As Very someone good. who's not a parent, I think that's really you good advice. You can have advice. an opinion. It just doesn't mean that much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's great uh, advice. Yes, and then for a serial killer who has kids, this is fabulous advice exactly. because it sounds like those kids are super busy, which well, gives Arthur a lot of time. That's where Dexter has that reaction of like, so that's how you keep your secrets. Okay, all right. <laughs> then he does that sad Kyle Butler. I was going to say Butler. Uh, <laughs> then he does that sad Kyle Butler sob story, and oh, he yeah. gets an invite to hang out with Arthur the next day. At 6.30 in the morning. That's where real friendship blossoms. It's so early. In the morning sun. <laughs> Deb is getting welcomed back by every police officer. Yes, even people that she has never met before. <laughs> she gets a free coffee. She sure does. And then at this point, she says, um, when she sees Christine Hill, yeah. she says, I think, your favorite line of the episode. Oh, my God. Fat Jesus on a bike. Get me out of here. <laughs> really good. <laughs> so good. Oh my god, I fucking love Deb. So Dex intercepts Christine from talking to Deb. Then Quinn uh, intercepts Dex talking to Christine. Oh god. And then Dex uses Quinn stealing money to blackmail Christine away. Jesus! But my real issue here is with Quinn being so cool about Christine. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand if she tried again... But if you keep trying, no, stop it. It just It's good that Quinn is standing up for her, I guess, but shut up about it. It's my goodness. Watch the pillow talk, Quinn. Right? Fucking hell. Back in the briefing room, Deb shows up late, so people will leave her alone. And she tells them all, I'm fine. Yes. Leave me alone. To tell them all at once, I'm fine, leave me alone, I won't show you the scar. And I love LaGuardia's, like, well, everyone, welcome back, Detective fucking Morgan. And there she is. Yay. <laughs> they talk about the Gator case and how the victim was a model. And there was this weirdo photographer named Jonathan Farrow. Um, he was accused of rape back in the day, but charges were dropped and the Vic was possibly paid off. Not looking so good for Mr. Farrow. More like fair no. Yeah. Deb notices the awkwardness with Batista and LaGuerta and asks Quinn, like, what the fuck is going on? And Quinn says the immortal line, put two people in a room for long enough and they're going to hump. And <laughs> that is such a TV show rule. Like, when I, I first when I first w- watched it, I was like, eh, you're a piece of shit. It's mm. fine. Since then, I have that in my mind. And every fucking TV show, yeah. if you put two people in a room long enough... They're going to fuck. They're going to fuck. They're going to do it. So um, I hate that he's right, but my God, if he's not wrong. (laughs) Jonathan Farrow shows up and he's one of my favorite guests because he's an eccentric photographer and he's not on screen much, but you remember him. My goodness. Yeah. And I also love it because he's played by, he's in the first Pirates movie and he's the, uh, he's the, that's got to be the best pirate I've ever heard of. (gasps) Oh my God. Yeah. And it's my favorite thing when he's in other things, especially as weird photographer rapists. Oh, my God. It's fun. Movies. <gasps> Movies. Act 
first movie. Well, I like this too because yeah, <gasps> uh, Pharaoh shows up and and talks to everybody in the interrogation room. Yeah. Dex goes to watch, and Ghost Harry's like, "Dude, um, the fuck? What about Trinity? Like, hi." Yes. Oh my God! It's like, <laughs> it's like Harry heard our last episode, yes. and he was like, "Yeah, These... why is Dexter not, you know, focusing on Trinity?" I like the idea of that's what when Ghost Harry isn't with. Dex, he's just listening to podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, these kids have a good idea here. <laughs> yeah, they have a good point. That's right. <laughs> I don't like that Anton guy because it's his daughter. Right, 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 yes. of course. Inside he's very protective. The, inside the interrogation room, uh, ooh, Pharaoh is talking about, I was doing photos all night. I took so many pictures last night. I didn't kill anybody because I was taking so many pictures. You don't even know how many fucking pictures I took. Are you? I'm a photographer. Right? Do you have any fucking idea how many pictures I took last night? I breathe photographs. I breathe photographs. I shit perfection. My <laughs> name is Jonathan Farrow. <laughs> and drink every time a scumbag tries to get Deb to work for them. Oh, dear Lord. Every time someone's like, you know, I, you know, I, I, I could do a lot with you. I could make you, you could be making $4,000 a night. Oh, or... my God. And then take an extra drink for every time Dexter is secretly watching. And then he's like, well, that guy's top of my list. Yeah. How many times does it happen? This one. So take a so shot. One drink. Good. <laughs> Deb is settling in at her new apartment. with, uh, And Quinn is um, dropping off some boxes, helping her because she can't lift anything. Yes. And he runs into Dex as he leaves. Oh, my and God. And Quinn is beginning to ask questions. And he's like, why the fuck did you keep your apartment? And Dex just keeps dead on my life. Yeah, Dexter is just not here for that. Fuck off, Quinn. But what's really interesting is that every time Dexter pushes, it feels like it just causes more attention. Every time he's like, back the fuck off, or he loses his temper once with somebody. Yes, the other person kind of sees behind the mask a bit and gets interested. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We, we know from this episode that uh, Quinn stalks Dex to a club, which is like a crazy leap from just being like, oh, yeah, there's this nerd guy that I don't like at work to like, I'm going to follow him. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that's what happens every time Dexter is like, get the fuck out of my life. You see the side of Dexter you've never seen before. And you're like, there's something there. Yeah. And then you you end up pulling another Dox, and then, yeah, yep. you get Quinn stalking Dex. It's cute. Dex still gets weird when Deb goes to the AC unit at her place. Yeah, right. Like he, he, when she walks by, he kind of oh, leans right. forward a little bit. They're not uh, even there anymore, Dex. It's okay. Deb tells Dex she's going to talk to LaGuerta about her Trinity theory, Oof. which Dex is like, that's a lot, but he's not worried about it because she would never approve it. Yeah. Oh... Um, we'll get to that later. It's a little bit of sizzle. Uh, Dex <laughs> finds Harry's CI files, and he worries that Deb is going to find out about Laura Moser. Yes, but what I love most about this scene is we see a little bit of Dexter character growth here. He's not stepping in the way of Deb for either one of these things that are mm -hmm. giving Dexter some worries. Yeah. He's He's just going to let her do it. We've uh, come a long way since season one where it was for the Castillo case. God, we're talking about that one a lot. Yeah. Where uh, Deb comes up with a, a profile for another serial killer and yeah. Dex has to shoot her down. And when she was right. So it's nice to see that he's stopped doing that as much. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's really good. Dex gets home and is greeted by the fam. 
Uh, Rita whispers to Dex as like because they're all around uh, the dinner table. Rita whispers to Dex, "Elliot Forehead broke up with his girlfriend today." Yeah, and I'm like, "Why is this urgent? Why is this the first thing that you're telling your husband when he gets home?" Like, yeah. it's just all right, all right, Rita. I know neighborhood right? goss. You're she, such a neighborhood goss. She loves the goss. Rita, the neighborhood goss. Yeah. Dex suggests young sailing for Cody. Yeah. Which he, he takes to. And then he also suggests uh, soccer, ballet, and Little Scientist Association for Aster. <laughs> which she was not too happy about. No. Her reaction, why do you hate me? <laughs> I loved Dexter's reaction when Rita asks, what the fuck is all this? Yeah. He says, well, as their father, it's I should push them out into the world. And I love when Dex calls himself their father. Oh, it's adorable. It's the cutest thing. It's very good. Although, <laughs> of course, all of his best lines that Rita like holds on to, those are all lines that Dexter borrowed from other serial killers. I like that, though. That's I lo- No, I love it, too, but it's just... I find it funny as well. <laughs> like all of these good things from from Dexter that Rita loves, they're not original. I stole ninety percent of my proposal from a show. Yes, you so did. It's okay. <laughs> we're okay. But I didn't realize it until we were already married. That's how you do it. That's how you get them. <laughs> Dex meets up with Arthur for their super secret sexy adventure. Ooh! They're waking up at six a.m. What are they gonna do? They're gonna go to the woods. They are going to the woods. And when they get there, uh, Arthur opens the back up and is like, Dex, choose your weapon. Then there's an axe. There's a chainsaw. There's other saws. Uh, Dex grabs an axe. And then they go cut down a tree. Arthur seems off, easily annoyed, frustrated, and silent. And Dex cut the whole fucking tree down by himself while, uh, while Arthur stood by seemingly not caring. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Just quietly watching it was oof. almost resentfully. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Dex tries to talk to Arthur about kids and it doesn't really work. He's like, yeah, just throw them out there. Get them out in the world. Fuck them. They're kids. Who the fuck cares? Just throw them. Make them do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> kind of opposite of the advice he gave the other day. It, yeah, it was strange. It was just like, no, just choose it for them. While driving back with uh, the logs uh, finely cut, if I may say. There's a lot of finely cut logs in the back. Oh, yeah. Arthur hits a deer. And Arthur wants to immediately bail. And Dex is like, no, you gotta take the thing out of its misery. Have you watched anything? Right? Come on. can't just leave it as it's dying. To which Ghost Harry appropriately states, he spent his whole life killing people, but he can't kill Bambi? Yeah, right? I love that line. Ghost Harry implores Dex to kill Arthur every second of this scene. Yes. And he doesn't. Oh, man. he Yeah, he puts the deer out of his misery and then... But not the Arthur. And then not the Arthur. When Dex arrives to work, he overhears uh, Miami can't get a search warrant for Pharaoh and that there are a bunch of other missing girls. Um, So he's like, oh, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, just... Uh, Takes it upon himself. That's it. Deb asks Maria about her and Angel, to which Maria gets very defensive. Oh, dear Lord. And just immediately switches around on her. Just like, hey, how dare you, woman power? Don't ask me that shit. Move along. And just to finish this arc, um, if you can call it that, (laughs) uh, later Quinn asks Angel if he's bumping grinds with Maria. Oh, my God. So he gets really defensive, too. Maria and Angel talk about the rumors in her office, and all they do is flirt. 
All they do is hardcore flirt. He's like, stop looking at my ass. And they miss each other. But we made our choice. Oh and it just, it just, just do it or don't. Right. Just make the decision and stick with it. Flirty. They're so fucking horny. Oh, my God. He's like rubbing his ass as he leaves the office. Very sensually. Like, like <laughs> very. I, I was turned on a little. Like, he was. No, it's just they're so horny. Like, it's crazy how horny they are. Like It's so much. I think maybe that's the thing. I want to, I want to see. I know that especially early love is so passionate. Oh, yeah. But can we see this relationship in ways that isn't just sex? Oh, my God. Just a little right? bit. Just a little bit. Just a little... And really, have, that's got to be. Yeah, what? Have a moment where LaGuerta meets his daughter and it goes really well. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to just keep being sex. I fully agree with you. And I think that's exactly why we are not emotionally well, connected may, to this relationship. What if, okay, what about this? What if they are, they are having relationship issues, uh-huh. the same as they're having here? But let's say that Batista, Angel and Maria had set up a date with Ari and um, are hanging out with her. And maybe you could even say that they're broken up at this point. But sure. Um, or LaGuerta has a thing, whatever. LaGuerta stops by. And you could even have Nina being the one to be like, oh. hey, I like her. And that's the, what causes Batista to go against Matthews or whatever this is. Yes. Like you could give them an actual moment of like, no, they did everything because it, w- it was just sex or yeah. whatever it was. It was just passion. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, yeah, you get, they get along with your daughter. Maybe your ex-wife kind of likes her. Maybe it shows you that this is more than just whatever. Yes. And you could even, you could have even had Barbara be like, she doesn't like kids. That's exactly why she it didn't work with, uh, the Barbara and his daughter yeah. and it works with LaGuerta and that's the, the reason why he's like fuck we just told Matthews that we're not going to do this and I have to because this is more you know what I mean yes. you could have done it where it's more than just sex I love that so much and especially in these last couple of episodes when they have been so family focused yeah. on like what it means to be a good dad yeah <laughs> and like what bring being present looks like and yeah that that should also go for the intimate relationships. You're totally right. The show is called Dexter, but if you want us to give a shit about your B-plot characters, you need to give a shit about your B-plot characters. Yes, and we we see that all the time. Like, yep. how emotionally involved have we been with Deb and Lundy and yeah. really just Deb in general? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Because they give a fuck about her. And yeah, this relationship between Batista and LaGuerta is a little bit flimsy. And you're right. It's because it's way too sexual. If we can go from one rant to yeah. another. Oh, good. Uh, Dex is uh, Netscope searching <laughs> Pharaoh. Not Google. No, Netscope search <laughs> Pharaoh on um, the website Tinselweb, <laughs> Celebrity Gossip and News. We paused this for a solid five minutes and just looked at it. Oh, my God. What it the was fuck? hilarious. My... Like what the fuck is this this web page? It's terrible and tacky and it's fake and it's, it's horrible. Fake as hell. There were ads on the right side of one the, just said Paris. Yeah, it was just Paris. What? Is the what? Like travel? Do you have like a a little like package? Are you another a travel one? Agency? Just said celebrity stars. What does that mean? What does that mean? Are they doing interviews? Are they doing movies? What are you What are you talking about? <laughs> it looked like Las Vegas threw up on a web page. Oh my god, that's so good. Just, just. <laughs> A lot of lights, and I'm not sure what's going on, but I'll catch some herpes. Yeah, there you go. Or syphilis. Or syphilis, yeah. 
Dex sneaks into Pharaoh's photography studio, and um, I, these are so. This is such a small complaint, but it really bothered me. He's walking up the stairs, and there are a bunch of guitar, like vintage guitars, on the side. Uh huh. Why? <laughs> I I was like, no. So I saw it, and I'm like, okay, sure. Then we went into his studio. There's nothing musical or anything else about it. Right. It's one stairwell of guitars, and I'm like, if you're gonna have a collection of guitars. Why would they be your stairwell collection? Yeah, like if you're going to have them on display. Display have them. Yeah, have them in a place where it's comfortable to admire them. Yeah, the it's just it's such a weird... stairway is a bad place for that. It's a big studio. I know. <laughs> Dex keeps looking at photos of models, and it's a lot of before and afters. Like the before is the headshot, uh-huh. and then the second is like a sad pharaoh. He poured dirt on them and their mascaras running. Yeah. You know, like, look how sad they are. They were tortured, probably. And you're yeah, like, oh. yeah. What? <laughs> One model's eating her intestines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dex follows a trail of blood to a broken fingernail and a corkboard. Ooh. And good lord, what the fuck was that? What? How often do you check your corkboard? Oh my god, There's right? Nails in it. Uh, oh, and it's like a big chunk of nail too. Yeah, <sighs> he he makes a Cinderella joke as he um pins it to her body at the morgue. But it is one of those that like the fuck? I know. I don't know. It's like, like I mean, convenient that it was, it was from that hand. Or it just it split perfectly and it didn't there wasn't any excess whatever. I don't know. It just it was a uh, there, there were some strong nails. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Arthur Mitchell is working um, hard on his wood project. Yes. He's decided to go um, full Nick Offerman this episode. (laughs) And just, hey, John Lithgow, we need you to come do lines. And he's like, I'll do one van ride, and then I'm doing my project. That's right. I need to get this done. I want to do it. Because it always has to be done. And it always has to be done right. This is the way it ends. Have you? Have you? um, (laughs) I know you have. Do you remember the movie uh, Burn After Reading? Oh, vaguely. It, so, it has been a while. In it, George Clooney has a secret uh, workshop project in the basement himself. Oh, yeah. And through a portion of the movie, you see him doing a lot of carpentry. And he's he's building something very similar to Arthur Mitchell. Uh-huh. And at the end, it turns out it's like a dildo on a bike. <laughs> like, And it's like a... It, yeah. I'm just saying. Ooh, I was wondering... What? They showed at the end, and I was a little disappointed, but like, maybe it's that. Maybe, maybe. Maybe there's a dildo on that bike. They got me. George Clooney got me once. That's right. I'm not going to let Arthur Mitchell get me a second time. There you go. Deb has lunch with Valerie, uh, the CI from Harry Days, the, from the voicemail, from the Harry voicemail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This lady comes in saying the reason she didn't get back to Deb sooner was she was on a cruise and old men love to spend money on her. My goodness. And then she thinks she's meeting to restart her CI work at like the age of a thousand. <laughs> and she's clearly not the sharpest tool. No, no. She has made a very successful living in Florida. Of being like a Florida <laughs> yeah. lady. Like a, 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 a Florida gold digger. Ooh, I like that. Like she's she's a master at it. She's been doing it for the last ninety years. Yeah. <laughs> she's really good at it. That's <laughs> and a long yeah. time. That's and a her... long time. <laughs> she looks amazing. Valerie says she was one of Harry's girls. <clears throat> oh. And he picked his CIs uh based on how good they were in the sack. Wowie! Wowie! 
So, yeah, Deb gets grossed out and leaves and goes to talk to Dex in his lab. Good. Where, yeah, fucking Ghost Harry is there and he's just like, shit, fuck tits. Shit, fuck tits. This is the worst. This is the worst. This is the worst. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is Arr! every parent's nightmare. <laughs> oh, I hate this. Oh, no. <laughs> and Dex is like, that doesn't sound like uh, dad. And Ghost Harry's like, thank you, Dexter. And right, Harry's like a really sincere, yeah. just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, Dex offers to turn in the rest of the CI files uh, when he sees Laura's folder on top. Yeah! Um, Deb agrees, she leaves, and Ghost Harry tells him to destroy her file, which, yeah, it's kind of interesting that he hasn't done it before this moment. I agree. It was one of those that as he was looking at it, I'm like, God, you should destroy that. And then he's like, we should destroy it. And I'm like, oh, you can do that? Just, yeah, do it! Holy shit, that's crazy. this was an option before fucking hell and as he's uh, destroying the evidence he (gasps) doesn't let the picture go through the shredder because oh because he can't the Dexter can't have his mom get cut up again that's a very sweet oh my god oh my god that's so sweet Uh, Dex tries again with Aster a little bit later and this time he brought a guitar perfect and he's like you're gonna take guitar lessons because he kind of learned that terrible advice from Arthur, but maybe it was a good advice as well. Well, okay, I think it was only kind of a good advice because Dexter chose something that I think Aster would actually like. So if he was like, if he brought out the little scientist association, like like lab coat and goggles. Yeah. Yeah, I the, gotcha. Then maybe he wouldn't have gotten such a good reaction from Aster. <laughs> well... Speaking of good reactions, here's my thing. Uh Rita reminds Dex that he's a young sailor chaperone. And fuck me. Dex is supposed to be, it's like late. It's nighttime. Yes. Okay, so it's at least like 8 o'clock. Maybe, yeah, right? 7 o'clock maybe? That depends. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the nighttime. It's the evening. Yes. Dex is supposed to be like at the docks with the kids at like 8 a.m. And like, who the fuck was supposed to tell them this? Yeah, though, like, they didn't have this conversation way earlier. This is really important. There's, like, kids involved. Dude. parents. (laughs) Right? Also, Rita, communication is key. She's the one. She knew about the trip. She did. She did. Come on now. Under the guise of getting camp supplies, uh, Dex goes to kill Pharaoh tonight instead of tomorrow. Oh, I love it. Well, and it's, yeah, it's... It was a good way to get out and do it now, because he does actually have to get the boat already, too. He's not wrong. So, <laughs> two birds with one stone. Dex follows Pharaoh to a club, and he gets into the club by saying, I'm on Mr. Pharaoh's list. And the guy's like, oh, cool. He yeah. doesn't even look at it. So, and as I was questioning that, Quinn follows Dex there. Yeah, right. And gets into the club, too. What, what the fuck was his excuse? Like, is this a, a cool question. club that anyone can just walk into? Where's the line? Where... Pharaoh, you're supposed to be like rolling in money. Right? He went. To, he clearly went to like the cheapest ass fucking club. Yeah, that's the cheapest VIP bar. That like people can just walk into. What, what the fuck is the point of the bouncer? What, he has a list. I saw you have a list. Yes. Bullshit. Come on. Ridiculous. Now. But yes, uh, Dex has a waiter tell Pharaoh that he saw a homeless guy throw up in the car, and yeah, as like Dex that. goes to follow, he sees Quinn, and I love with all of my heart. Yeah. Dex's tactic here. It is genius. I I feel bad because it's straight up lying, but like I want to wingman friends with this and oh just like God. go up to the bar to like a cute girl and be like, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? Yeah, like, oh, 
holy shit, I can't believe that guy's here. That's fucking Scott. Oh, Scott, I haven't heard yeah. of him before. You should. Yeah, like, that's Ooh. a good move. It's so good. I liked it. <laughs> uh, but yes, so she goes to distract Quinn as uh, Dexter escapes. Yes. And Dexter appropriately decides to prep the boat and not kill Pharaoh. Smart move. Uh, the next day, Trinity is still hard at work on his woodshop project. And we cut to Dex sailing with Cody and all the little sailing nerds. Oh, and it's so cute. Talking all about the, cute the bay. Boys. The history of the bay. And they're all conquistadors and it's some cute shit. Yeah, they're cute little pirates and they're going to go camping with the boys. Uh, back at the precinct, Deb is preparing her Trinity case to LaGuerta when she gets an idea that we'll circle back to later. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Dex is teaching Cody knots. Um, yeah. And I'm with Cody here. I've never understood knots. Like, I, they're so boring. I don't care. <laughs> you need to know, like, three of them. That's, oh, my God, it's so boring. <gasps> but it's Dexter going, like, no, this one's fun. This yeah. one's my favorite. <laughs> and Classic Cody Dex. just, Dexter, can I go throw dirt clots? Which uh, we did talk about in previous episodes that this kid plays young Mac in It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yes. And throwing dirt Claws is a lot to just throwing rocks at each other. So yeah. I like that. It was fun. Nice, <laughs> nice little thing. Yeah. So cute. Cody goes off to throw dirt clods with the other kids, and Dex complains to Ghost Harry that giving the kids hobbies hasn't worked out the way he thought. And Ghost Harry is like super hungry for Trinity's blood. The whole time he's like, Well the then go time. fucking kill Trinity. What are you doing? Stop wasting your time and like trying to get like, you know, all of this life advice from Trinity. Just fucking Fucking hell, Dex. Dex gets a call from Deb, and she got the approval from LaGuerta to open a Trinity investigation. <gasps> uh, but not a full one. She told she only told LaGuerta about the bludgeonings and that there's a track record there. But hey, pretty cool. Perfect. And again, character development. Super good. Yes. She's knowing when to keep her mouth shut. That didn't sound good. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> She's being tactful. That's it. That's Very the, tactful. Unlike what I was right there. <laughs> uh, later, the sailors, all of them, young and small yeah. and big, are doing uh, ghost stories. And one of the dad tells the hook hand story that everybody knows. And uh-huh. it's the typical one, typical campfire one that yes. I still don't get why it's scary. Because I'm an adult. That's why. That's why. I That's figured exactly it out. It. Stupid little babies. <laughs> scared of stories. I'm scared of facts. <laughs> I mean, that is probably, like, the biggest Heart difference. disease is the number one killer of men between oh. the ages. Of, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Oh. I heard about heart disease. Oh. That's called facts, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so then it's Dexter's turn to tell a ghost story. And he he talks about Trinity. And he talks about, he's a boy, it was a man who kills in threes. He was born in a bathtub filled with blood. Ooh. He leaves pieces of his sister all over the country. Ooh. This is and, getting real dark for these little sailors. And before he says his final line, the um, other dad, the clear leader of the sailing dads, yeah. um, stops in and makes a joke so that everybody is super cool. Turns it into a dad joke. Classic dad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They asked for a scary story, and he was giving it to them. It's true. It's it's there. I don't know. <laughs> Arthur Mitchell is still going at it on his his his, his wooden project, um, but back at the tents. Just I just want to remind you that he's still working on it. Oh, good. Thank thank you. Because I thought for sure he would like give that up. No, oh, me too. One of them is just him watching like 
football eating pork rinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, there's just a half-finished half. wood project yeah. right behind him. <laughs> don't need to meet up with him every time, guys. Back at the tents, everyone is getting ready for bed. Uh, and once Cody's asleep, because it's only 9 o'clock, Dex bails to kill Pharaoh. Which is another question of Dex being too selfish to kill Trinity. Is he making a weird parental move leaving Cody here? Because he is the fucking guy. Now, there are other parents, but still, like, that's a feels like a, a, a bad move. I agree. Well, and it looked like there were only three boats, you know, a, a part of this young sailors club. Right? Sure. And maybe that means a max of, like, four adults, maybe, maybe five. Yeah. But that's still, that's that's not a whole lot of supervision for a well, whole bunch of kids. Especially like, if it's your kid. It's your kid. Yeah, it feels weird. It's super weird. Back at Pharaoh's place, um, Dex uses the strobe light to lure Pharaoh into his, uh, he does the cord again. Oh, yes, he does. It's good. A, oof, it's a good one. The kill room is really good. I it, love this kill room. But it's the same as the therapist from season one. Oh, with the lighty mm-hmm. uh, table. Yep. And the only difference is the photographs are on a computer. Yeah, that's fair. But I like it because it's pretty. Yeah, I like it too. I want more lighted tables. I wish Dexter brought the light table with him yeah, to right? every kill room. It was yeah, like that, that. That's just part of like it, oh, he he can have it folded up and it's also in his Hogwarts trunk. I like that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pharaoh denies the murder of all of the murders, but he does talk about how genius he is at taking pictures. Like oh it's a weird, God. it's a weird line. He's 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 like, yeah, I don't murder them, but I'm a genius. I take so many pictures, and these women love to be. Or they're lucky to be in my pictures. Right? He's like, oh okay, my. no, that really sucks that they've died, but they have lived on in my pictures. Uh, later, because um, he kills them, uh, Dex is dumping bags and starting to monologue. And as he monologues, mm-hmm. th- these are all the things we see. Yes. Arthur Mitchell built a coffin, Ooh. which is the creepiest fucking shit. Uh, yes, it is. Um, especially since he's clearly left all of his bodies at the crime scene. Yeah, so what the fuck is this and about? And also, he's supposed to be done with his cycle. Right, right. So, so like, what is he What is he preparing for here? Yeah. Deb is Trinity hunting while missing Lundy. Oh, my goodness. It's so sweet when she's, like, wearing one of Lundy's shirts. Well, he just... takes out his, his little teapot. Yeah. He's holding it. Some good shit. Oh, it's so sweet. Maria misses Angel as she rides the elevator without him. And it was a bunch of sailor metaphors. This whole montage. The whole time? He was The monologue, he was just like, it's a lot like being a sailor. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard. Sometimes it's whatever. He found a metaphor to work. Like scrubs at the end when they oh, wrap yeah. it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing that. You have to just tie it all in together. Uh, Cody wakes up and Dex is making pancakes. Aw, that's sweet. Back at the precinct, Dex arrives to find Pharaoh's assistant getting arrested. <gasps> wah, wah, wah. Wait a second. Uh, Batista tells Dex um, it's airtight, and he's like, that is definitely our guy. Shit. (laughs) Yeah, and he's been flying too fast and loose, and now he killed a kind of innocent man. Kind of. He he killed a douchebag, but he did not kill a killer. That we know about. And Ghost Harry is looking sad. across. And I love whenever Ghost Harry is, like, disappointed or sad for Dexter. Yeah. He has to stand far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Has to look 12 very... feet apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, son. Dex processes it in his lab, and that is the episode. 
My goodness, there it is. Holy shit, Dexter killed the wrong man. Yeah, but no one gives a shit. He was like, you have to make the guy a little bit less of a creep, which I I know goes against it because him being such a creep is what got Dex to do it. Yeah. But Dex usually has a lizard brain about this. Yes. And he's too distracted. He's far too distracted. And I think that's where his guilt should have been, you know, leaning towards. Yeah. Instead of just, I killed the wrong man. No, be like, feel the guilt that you didn't do your homework, that you are letting yourself get get distracted and you're, you should have killed Trinity right there. I completely, I, I get it. It's very, it, it, we haven't had a moment this, where the audience was kind of this um, apart from Dexter um, in the sure. sense of, it, they've been doing a really good job at making sure that the audience is right there with Dexter. You're feeling everything. And it hasn't been since maybe season two where they did the fake uh, Dexter arrest. Oh, yeah. Where I, we're not, you're not really with Dex here. He feels super yeah. guilty. And it's like, dude, why? Like, yeah, he was the worst, but you don't really give a shit. And the whole the past two seasons have been about evolving the code into your own code. Exactly. That I just don't really see what the big deal is here other than, well, and again, I see what the big deal is, is that what, you're focusing on that you killed the wrong person, yes. not why you killed the wrong person. And that's the deal here. That's it right there. Also, Dexter has killed an innocent man before. We watched him kill Oscar Prado last season. Oscar yeah. Prado was a druggie, but he wasn't a killer. That's true. And we never got that moment of Dex realizing that he was innocent. Exactly. Hmm. So it kind of feels like they were giving Dexter that moment here. Sure. But it's... It feels less earned. Yeah, exactly. It was a little bit too little too late. And you're you're focusing that guilt on the... At, like, in the wrong place. Well, and, and even with Oscar Prado, it was a self-defense killer get killed. So I can see why they, were, they probably had that thought in the writer's room. And sure. we're like, let's circle back to that in season four, but it's not really working. We'll see how they handle it, though. Yeah. But that's all I have for here. Wonderful. That's all I had. So awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we we do have a little bit of spoiler talk that, mm-hmm. that we're, we're going to have. So um, if you don't want to get spoiled, please jump off now. Um, but if you would like to contact us, our email address is tilldeathdoeswatch at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the socials. And that's that's it. Thanks for listening. And then if you are still sticking around for some spoilers, Dexter Dexter Secrets. Secrets. Um, Yeah, I just had a few here that I thought were kind of fun. Arthur invited Dex because he felt bad for him. But the whole tree cutting scene was like really kind of weird. Oh, it was awkward as hell. And we know why Arthur is cutting down the tree. And we see it in this episode. We know what it's for. Yeah. But that is that also why he's annoyed? Annoyed? Like, did he invite Kyle Butler because he felt bad for him? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then when he finally got there, it's this kind of intimately private moment of cutting the wood from the earth to create your coffin. And yeah. it's the fine and it's for him and he's going to die. And this is, you know, the, I, yeah. I wonder and because it starts with him not being able to. Well, it, I guess it starts with him being annoyed from the beginning. But then. Yeah. Uh, when he's trying to get the chainsaw to work, he's annoyed that he can't get it to work. Dex offers to help. And then when Dex gets it working, he seems almost more annoyed that it's working. Yes. And I, I'm wondering if it's because this was supposed to be this intimate moment of him making his coffin and Dexter's there. So he's kind of ruining that. Yes, I think that's exactly it. And 
It is, right? Well, and I think, yeah, like, I, I think he does understand how fake it, obviously, because he's got, like, you know, his family and uh, all, all of his involvement in the community. Sure. Like, he knows how to do it. I don't think it's entirely an act, though. Oh, I, I also think so. Yeah, that, like, I think he knows how to do certain human things, but when it comes to his personal stuff, he Gets immediately, yeah, he reverts back to his kid-like like nature. moody 10-year-old, I get that. Exactly. Another moment I wanted to talk about was when Dex has the axe and he's about to kill the deer. Yeah. And Ghost Harry's like, kill Arthur, kill him now. This is his um, Thor moment from Infinity War. Oh. Where he's like, you should have gone for the head. Because, yeah, it's just, he had the moment. It's right there. And then we literally zoomed in on his neck. And, yeah. uh, of course, Rita dies. And uh, should have gone for the head. Should have gone for the head, Dexter. Speaking of Rita's death, do you think that any of the parent chaperones from the Young Sailors Club remembers his Trinity ghost story? Oh, my God, right? It doesn't happen much further after this. No, so, it doesn't. Do you think Craig is at home in, like, like month, a couple months, and he's just sitting there just, oh, my God. He told that story, he like, t- a month before she died. Like, this is awful. Is he, he involved? He literally mentioned a bathtub full of blood. No, no he calls him Trinity as well. He, he name drops. He says <laughs> you can call him Trinity. So. Oh, my God. God forbid Cody remembers that story, like, years <gasps> later. That's his moment of, like, wait, the what the fuck? Yeah, oh, my God. But I love I loved that he just names drop it right there, the whole thing. does it right there. Holy shit. I hope oh, no. nobody remembers that uh, camping trip. <laughs> right. But, oh, boy. But, yeah, no, that's all I had. Just a few fun oh, spoilery things. Do you have anything? Wonderful. No, but that's, that's it. So we did it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting us. We really do appreciate it. Thank you again, and we will catch you tomorrow for the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.